0: Hey, this is pastor arm and I want to thank you for joining me today for the activation church podcast. We are here so that people can activate their life in Christ. And I believe this message is going to help you go further than ever before. Check it out. If you have a Bible, go ahead and turn it to Luke. The second chapter, I'm going to start reading in verse eight, as we set up a brand new series for this month, where we're going to be talking about the subject of peace. And what I find funny about sermons like this is many times I get to live them out before I get to preach them. And so this week has been an interesting week to say the least. As a matter of fact, this morning I always get up really early on Sundays to get ready, to pray, you know, just to make sure I'm in the right space for uh, the service. And so I get up, I'm going through my routine, I make a cup of coffee, I put it on the table, I go to grab my laptop, and the cord is around the coffee cup, and the coffee is dumped directly in my lap, hot coffee, so now I'm dancing in the spirit around the house, had to go change clothes, but listen, God is good, amen? What I want you to know is, listen, life is not easy, but you can have peace. Somebody say, I can have peace. So Luke, the second chapter, verse eight, the Bible says, and in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night and an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not for hold. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. What I'm about to release to you is good news for all people. Turn to the person next to you and say, this includes you. Verse 11, he goes on to say, for unto you. Now, I want you to personalize this part. Many times we come to scripture and it's easy for us to see the world, but we miss ourselves in that space. So when the angel is delivering this message and saying, for unto you, this is not just for the shepherds who were there at that moment, this is directly for you. Somebody say, for me. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. When you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth. Somebody say earth. Earth. And on earth. Peace among those with whom he is pleased. What I want you to do is. In your mind, I want you to think about the perfect Christmas present. If you could get anything, I mean anything for Christmas, what would be the one thing that you would request? If you could get it. Just in your mind, you don't have to shout it out, just think about it right now. I will warn you though, I do have the power to read minds. And some of you in here, that's just, I'm kidding, I do not have the power to read minds. But that is a question that I asked my father often when I was a kid. Dad, what is it that you want for Christmas? You know, because moms are easy. You know, mom, you can give them a homemade ornament, and that's something that they'll cherish and hang on to for the rest of their life. I mean, my mom probably has things in her house right now that I made over 30 years ago because that's how moms are. They're sentimental. My dad, not so sentimental. So I'm thinking, Dad, what is it that I can get you for Christmas and he always answered the same way no matter when it was I would say dad what do you want for Christmas and year after year he would say son all I want for Christmas is peace on earth and the older I get the more I understand the value of peace because money <laughs> without peace doesn't matter stuff without peace doesn't matter success without peace doesn't matter you you can have a nice house a nice car but if you do not have peace it means nothing the world is full of people that have a lot of stuff but they don't have any peace but what i want you to know is the good news that Jesus Christ brought to us is that we do not have to do life without peace. Somebody say, it's mine. It belongs to me. <laughs> Years ago, before Ashley and I got married, she went to a bridal show. And when she was there, she, she won all kinds of prizes. It was amazing. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not even going to take time to list everything that she got at this bridal show. But one of the things that she won was an all-inclusive trip to Jamaica. And when I say all-inclusive, I mean all-inclusive. Nothing was off the table. So we, well, that's what we did for our honeymoon. So when we arrived in Jamaica, we took the public transformation from the airport to the resort, which was all covered. It was a part of the package, which uh, I would just say this. If you've ever traveled overseas, public transfer transportation is the place where you will determine where you are with God because if you're not right with God that's a good moment to get right with God because they do not drive the way that we drive here we drive crazy but they do not drive and so public transportation takes us to the resort we get there and a gentleman greets us and then he begins to show us around the resort he takes our bags to the room And then he makes sure that we have everything that we need. And so I did what most people would do. I got out some cash and I gave him a tip. But to my surprise, he took the money and gave it back to me. And he said, sir, you don't understand. Everything here is included. I had never been on a trip like that in my life. I mean, I've been on vacations where some things were included. I've been on trips where most things are included I mean if you go on a cruise your, your food is included the entertainment is included but if you want to go on an excursion that's going to cost you some extra money if you want to go eat at one of their finer dining restaurants that's going to cost you extra most things are included but not everything but on this trip Every single thing was included. Every meal, every excursion, all the transportation, it was there and available and ready to be enjoyed. But here's what I was thinking. What would have happened if I would have gone to that all-inclusive vacation with a cruise mindset? I would have missed out on the fullness of what was actually there because I didn't understand that everything was available. I would have thought like, okay, most things are available, but not everything. The reason I'm telling you that is because when you come to Christ and you put your faith in him, you receive more than just your eternal salvation. Everything that he has to offer now belongs to you. Peace is a part of the package. Turn to the person next to you and say, peace. Is a part of the package that means it's included and it's important for us to know this because it's impossible to experience something that we are not even aware that it's there for us hosea 4 6 says that my people are destroyed why for their lack of knowledge So if I don't know that it's available, it's possible for me to miss out. But the whole point of this good news of the gospel is to show you that every single thing that you need for this life and for the next already belongs to you. It is a part of the package, and peace is included because Jesus himself is the prince of peace. Peace is not an... uh, an external thing, peace is right here with us because Jesus is here with us, but I've got to know that. And I also have to know that peace, true peace, is not the absence of conflict. True peace is not the absence of trouble. True peace is peace in knowing one That God is with me. Two, in knowing that he is working every single piece of my life for my good. Did you hear what I said? In knowing. Somebody say in knowing. Knowledge is important. If lack of knowledge brings devastation or destruction, then having the appropriate amount of knowledge in the right area is going to benefit me. Somebody say it's going to benefit me. So there are some things that we have to know because peace grows... In our knowing, I want to show you what I'm talking about in 2 Peter, the first chapter, verse 2. The Bible says, May grace and peace be multiplied. So let's stop right there. The first thing that I want you to notice is peace can be multiplied. Everything that God releases to you and gives to you as a gift can grow and can multiply this includes our peace peace is not just a gift i receive but if i will take care of this peace and learn how to hold on to this peace i can actually multiply the peace until the peace of god not only fills me but overflows because that's what jesus intends for our life he says i came so that you may have life and life more abundantly that means everything that god makes available i don't just want you to receive it i want it to overflow you and touch others So much peace that when you step into the room, peace comes with you. Because the Prince of Peace came so that you could become a person of peace who carries peace everywhere you go. You know, as a pastor, I've stepped into some pretty traumatic environments. Families who are going through terrible situations, but I'm able to walk in to those rooms with peace. Knowing that the peace of God that surpasses our understanding can fill that space and give people some hope. Several years ago, there's a a girl that we know that her father died in a tragic way, and I won't go into the details, but she was devastated over it. And so she was wanting to get out of her current situation and just kind of get in a new location. And so she came and spent a couple of nights with me and my wife and While she was there, I was talking to her about what she had been through. And she told me, she said, you know, I like being here, she said, because I just feel at peace. Understand, that's not because I have a clean house. That's because the peace of God is with me and the peace of God is overflowing me. And the peace of God has the ability to touch everything around me. Somebody say the peace of God has the ability to touch everything around me. So it says this, may grace and peace be multiplied. It can grow, but how does it grow? It grows to you in the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. There it is. The more I know him, the more I experience him, the more the things he has made available will begin to grow and multiply in my life. Now, when I say knowing him, I'm not talking about knowing about him. There's a lot of people that know about God. There are people who have grown up in church their whole life that can quote scripture but they've never had a true experience and encounter with him because they've kept him at a distance. They see him as this far off distant cosmic being or they see him as this flannel board character that has no power, but God is very relational. Jesus calls him our father, which means we can have intimate times with him where we can come to him And he begins to hear us and know us and we can know him and experience him and the more i know him and the more i know his nature and his character the more that the peace of god is going to begin to grow and multiply in my life because i know it is his nature to take every single bad thing in my life and work it to my good so so that means i don't enjoy the conflict but i can have peace in conflict Because I know God's doing something with it. So you gotta understand, God is continually molding us and shaping us, and the trials we walk through many times forge us into becoming the person that God needs us to be so that His Spirit can work through us to accomplish His purpose here on earth. That's a very complex topic that I don't have time to go into, but you have to understand that you are flesh, you are soul and you are spirit, and there is a war raging inside of you, and the spirit of God is like a freight train that wants to get out, but sometimes there are things that need to happen to our soul that break us down and weakens our soul so that the spirit can come through. Does that make sense to you? So these moments of suffering and trial that we do not enjoy actually can work something good forth. And so if I know that, in that knowing, I can find Peace. So here's, here's some things I want to explain to you about peace. The first thing is this, his peace does not come in pieces. So his P-E-A-C-E does not come in pieces, small portions. P-I-E-C-E-S. Today's like a day of testing. Like y'all want to know, can I get on the stage on my own? Can I spell the difference between peace and peace? Yes, I can. But his peace does not come in pieces. Watch what the Bible says in John 14, 27. The Bible says, Jesus speaking, this is right before he is arrested and crucified. He's telling his disciples this. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I'm going away, but you've got an inheritance. And peace is included. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, but not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Jesus says, I'm giving you peace, but it's not the same kind of peace that comes from the world. See, the world defines peace as tranquility, Or freedom from any kind of disturbance. And how many of you know that's a fairy tale? That does not exist. Now you can find that kind of peace maybe in pieces. Like maybe you can go on a vacation and find a pocket of that peace. Or maybe you start a new relationship and you find a pocket of that peace. Or maybe you get a promotion at work and your pay goes up and you get a pocket of that peace. But that kind of peace never lasts. But the peace that God gives us is not a life free of disturbance. It's a life that has peace in the middle of disturbance because of what this peace is. See, his peace, if you go back to the original word there, it, it means wholeness. Jesus is saying, I'm going to make you whole in every aspect and every area of your life. And so what happens is I can have peace in every moment because the peace of God is not an external thing. It's internal. Somebody say it's internal. The reason so many of us struggle with peace in our life is one, we misunderstand what peace is all about. And two, Because we're looking for it to be external, we're actually expending our peace and losing our peace trying to grasp something that doesn't really exist, and the other reason is we allow the trials and the tribulation that's going on around us to get inside of us. You know, I've been on uh, boats before where storms break out, and I remember this one time in particular, I was on this cruise ship, and all hell started breaking loose. I mean, the, the boat was rocking from side to side. If you were in the bed, it was one of these numbers. And so finally, I thought, I'm going to get up and watch this thing. I had a balcony room. Because I was kind of brought up, man. If there's a storm, you watch it. My grandfather was the type of guy, man, tornadoes coming. He's going outside. He wants to see the thing. And so I'm watching this storm. And the waves are crashing. It is crazy. But I realized I'm okay as long as what's out there doesn't get inside this boat. It's the same thing with our life. You cannot avoid the storms. You cannot avoid what's going on around you. You cannot control what's going on around you but you have absolute control over what gets inside of you hear this the peace of God is like an anchor to your soul so that when all hell is breaking loose you can stand and know that you are okay no matter what's going on I love the story of Jesus on the boat with his disciples when a storm breaks out are you familiar with that story so Jesus tells his disciples, he says, okay, we need to go from here to the other side. So let's get on a boat. So the first thing I notice is there's an instruction from God that you need to go somewhere. And, And anytime God says you need to go somewhere, know that you are going to get there no matter what you have to go through to get there. So that's one area I can find peace in knowing. If God said do it, no matter what I have to walk through, I'm going to get to the other side. So they're on this boat. They're doing what Jesus has instructed them to do, and a storm breaks breaks out. The wind is blowing, the waves are crashing, the rain is pelting them. And have have you ever been like on a, a boat that doesn't have an interior cabin when it's raining and you're moving? It hurts. And you know, I'm I'm an amateur boat captain. I don't know if you know this. And I've been caught in some squalls on Lake Altoona. Actually, some pretty major squalls on Lake Altoona. And man, it feels like bees stinging you. And the, the point I'm trying to make is, if it's happening, you're aware of it. And so everybody on the boat, so I say everybody. Everybody on the boat is very aware of the storm. But while everybody is panicking on the boat, Jesus is taking a rest. It's not because he's not aware of what's happening. He could feel the wind. He could feel the rain. He could could hear the thunder. Even with his eyes closed, you could see the flashes of lightning happening. So Jesus isn't sleeping because he's not aware of what's going on. Jesus is at rest and asleep on the boat because he has peace. Here's what you gotta understand. They had the same experience but they experienced it in different ways. See, as believers, we're not immune to the experiences of the world. We'll have the same experiences they have. We'll have the same trials. We'll have to deal with the same temptations. There's no difference. The difference is how we experience it. And we can experience it differently when we have the peace of God. That surpasses all understanding, that leads me and guides me and anchors me and holds me in the middle of the storm. Because his peace doesn't come in pieces. It's not temporary. It's not fleeting. See, some kind like worldly peace, as long as everything's going good, I can say I've got peace. But as soon as everything gets bad, my peace is gone. But the peace of God that comes remains no matter what I'm walking through. no matter what I'm walking through. The second thing that I want you to understand about the peace of God is that it can't be taken away, but it can be forfeited. The peace of God that you have, if you are in Christ Jesus, it belongs to you, and no one has a right to take your peace. You'll hear people in the church be like, man, the devil, he just took my peace no he didn't you let it go see if god gives you something then you have a legal right of ownership and the thief can come but he has no right to take what you are willing to stand your ground and hold on to so he can't take anything from you but he can get you to forfeit it if you go back to adam and eve in the garden god places them in this wonderful environment It's perfect, and the enemy has no right to come in and say, okay, this belongs to me, now I'm taking it. So what does he do? He starts messing with them. And through this process of messing with them and distraction, he actually gets them to give it over. You know, several years ago, uh, my wife and I went to the lake for a weekend, and we got halfway there, and she said, I forgot to grab your bags that you packed. So now here I am, I'm going on an out-of-town weekend trip, and I have no clothes other than what I'm wearing, which wasn't fit for the lake. And so I thought, okay, I'll just stop by Walmart. How many, you got any Walmart people in here? Yeah. So I go in, and it's the end of the season, and so their summer selection is kind of dwindled. And so the only thing I can find are these swim trunks that are about 10 sizes too big for me. But I have no other option, Kim, so I'm like, hey, I'm gonna work it. You know, because, you know, most of style is just confidence. So I get these shorts and I'm like, you know what? I'm here at Walmart, I got the shorts, I need to complete the outfit. And so I got this Tommy Bahama style shirt. You know what Tommy Bahama is? It's, you know, it's got like all the palm trees over and it's a button up. But this is Walmart, and Walmart doesn't sell Tommy Bahama. And so I had to settle for the next best thing. And so instead of palm trees, it was beer logos everywhere. And so I've got this beer logo button-up shirt, swim trunks, 10 sizes too big, and then I top it off with a straw cowboy hat. I'm ready for the weekend. So we get to the lake, and my friend decides he wants to teach me how to water ski. I've never done it before. I'm thinking, this is okay. Let's do this. I mean, you know, I like challenges. So we get out there, and he tells me, the, you know, he says, you hold the rope, he said, and just let the boat and the water do its thing and it'll pull you on top. So I'm like, okay. So he starts going and I don't know if you've ever tried to water ski before, but there is like an immense amount of pressure and water is going in every available space that it can find. And so I'm there, I'm holding onto the rope, and I'm just getting face pelted with this water. It's clearing out my sinuses, all kinds of things are happening and my swim trunks that were five sizes or ten sizes too big decided it it was their time to bow out. (laughs) So at this moment, as I'm being drugged by this boat very violently through the lake, I have a decision to make. I can either become a world-class skier who will also probably spend the rest of the weekend in prison, (laughs) or I can let go. So what did I do? I let go of the rope. I let go of the only thing that had the ability to pull me out of the water. Because of the pressure, because of the strain, because of the distractions, I let go. That's what we do many times. We go through life, and because of the pressure, because of the strain, because of the struggle, because of the distraction, we let go of the only thing that can help us. It wasn't taken from us. We forfeited it. Somebody say, I forfeited it. Here's what I want you to know about peace. Peace is not a place. Peace is not something that you just find out here. Peace is a person. Peace is a person that we have an intimate relationship. Peace is in The presence of God. Somebody say peace is in the presence of God. I've always been enamored with the story of Moses when God is about to take them into the promised land. If if you know the story, God told the children of Israel, I've got this land set up for you that's amazing. It's going to be a a place where you're going to prosper. You're going to have more than enough. This is going to be an upgrade in your lifestyle. And because God is faithful to his word, God told Moses, I'm going to let you go in. But then he says this, but because of the way the people were, I'm not going. So you can go. You can have that life of abundance. You can have that life of pleasure, but I'm not going with you. And Moses says something incredible. He says, God, if you're not going there, then I don't want to go either. Because I want to be where you are. Why? Because he understood that that peace was not about somewhere he could get to because he knew that I, I can go into this abundant prospering land and be miserable without the peace of god but i can also stay here in this condition with the presence of god and have this peace that i have found and moses found this peace that that helped him comp, you know deal with everything that he's been through in his life and all of his insecurities he had this peace that was found in the presence because the peace of God, not only does it not just come in pieces, but the peace of God will help you with the pieces of your life. I wanna, I wanna explain this to you, I wanna show you what I mean. Uh, Alex, would you come up here? And then, would you two come up here? And then, Missy, would you come up here? I'm just gonna give y'all a piece of a puzzle. What I want you to do is just look at your piece and then turn around and show the the audience your piece. Awesome. Now you can take your piece to a seat. Just hold on to it. Now, for those of you who do not have a piece, just imagine in your mind that you have one of these pieces. The pieces of the puzzle that I just handed out, some of them are dark pieces, some of them are a lighter colored piece. Some of them may be colorful. Some of them may be a little bit blurry. Now, it would be foolish to try to determine what the puzzle is of just based upon that one piece. It would be impossible. Am I right? Because some of you, you will be looking at a dark piece and you're just thinking, I, I don't I have no clue. I have no clue what to do with this piece that I have in my hand. I have no idea what the full picture is. Is of. And, and, and many times that's what we do with our life though. We try to make sense of our life based upon a piece that we have. Maybe it's a piece from our past. And it could be a colorful piece. It could be a wonderful piece that no longer is with us. Or it could be something traumatic, but it's a piece of our life. It could be a, a current situation that we're in. That could be a piece. Or it could be our future, not knowing what is going to happen next. That's a piece of our life. And so many times we forfeit our peace and sacrifice it on the altar of the past pieces, the present pieces, or the future anxiety of how will these pieces even play out? Because we don't know. We have no idea. All we can do is look at the peace. And the longer we stare at the peace and try to make sense of the peace, the less peace we have. But that's why the Bible teaches us in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. There's a process there to where I've got to learn to go, go okay, i got this piece that doesn't make any sense. But I'm okay with it because I know there's somebody who has the box who sees the complete picture and they're piecing it all together see the dark pieces that i don't like in my life that's coming together to make a beautiful picture and so when i have this knowledge when i have this understanding that god has the full picture of what my life will be he knows the past the present and the future and he's Putting it all together, then I have peace in knowing that every piece of my life is going to work for my good because I serve a God who has the ability to take ashes and turn them into something beautiful. See, that's where peace begins to grow and multiply in knowing, in knowing that there's somebody who has the complete picture. But if I'm just, if I got one of these like ground pieces here. I'm looking at that going, that sucks. And you know what? Some of you right now, you're you're in a sucky situation in your life. And I'm not taking that away from you. It sucks. And I know you want out of it. But if you can look at it with proper perspective and clarity and understand that every single thing that you go through is not wasted because God is working it out, he's putting it together, he's working it for your good, then you can find peace in every single moment. Are you following this? Because peace isn't tranquility. Peace isn't the absence of problems. Peace is the presence of God, knowing that when I wake up, it doesn't matter what I face today, because I know God is with me, and he's holding me, and he's carrying me, and he's going to take me into my future. Somebody texted me this morning, and they said, you know what, I need you to pray with me because I need 10 more years of strength to accomplish what God's called me to accomplish. And I said, no problem. And I, I wrote this to him. I said, I said, God is with you, he's working with you, and if he's called you to do something, then he will sustain you until you've been poured out completely, then you're done. See, that's, that's how peace works. Randy, and this was probably foolish of me to do, but when I was, before I had kids, I just didn't care about certain things. I used to get out. I would swim in storms, lightning, thunder. I'm not recommending that, so don't go out and be like, I'm going to test the hand of God. Don't do that. That's foolish. But I would go out and swim in storms. I would get out in bodies of water where I knew there were things in there that could eat me. And I just honestly, in my immature mind at the time I didn't care because I knew God had a purpose for my life. And if God's got a purpose for my life, it's going to take more than a shark or a lightning bolt to take me out. See when when you ah, church please hear this. When you have that knowledge, you can have peace no matter what you're currently going through. It could be a physical condition, but you can have peace. It can be a mental condition. But you can have peace knowing that it is working something out and god will make something beautiful out of it somebody say god's going to do it i want to close with this passage this morning isaiah 61 starting in verse 1. the bible says the spirit of the lord god is upon me now this is a prophecy about jesus Jesus then fulfills the prophecy hundreds of years later when he stands in the temple and reads these words about himself. He says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He's not talking about those who don't have money. He's talking about those who are poor in spirit. And we are all poor in spirit. Apart from Jesus Christ, we are depleted. We are living from a deficit. And Jesus says, I have come to give you peace. What is that peace? It is a wholeness. So that the deficit can be taken away. He says, I've been anointed to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. To to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. Are Are you dealing with a mourning piece right now? God specializes in turning mourning into joy. Are you dealing with something right now, a piece in your life where you feel bound by something God specializes in setting captive people free? Sometimes we want it to happen in a moment, in an instance, and it doesn't, and we get frustrated, but you've got to know that some of these things God takes us through a process because it is actually the process we go through that fully furnishes us to become who he's called us to be. So don't get frustrated with the little piece right now that you're in going, man, I thought it would have happened sooner. So he says, opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes. To take those dark places to take those dark pieces, to take the things that you would have thrown away, to take the things that you want to avoid and turn them into something beautiful. The oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit. Church if you're burdened today, you don't have to carry that burden, you can have peace and replace that burden with praise, declaring who God is and what God does, even before you see it happen in your life. He's a deliverer, even if I don't feel delivered yet. He sets captives free, even if I feel bound right now. He heals the sick, even if I'm dealing with sickness right now. He heals puts together the broken heart and even if my heart is broken right now and if I can learn to live from this place of peace that produces praise I can start going God I thank you for healing my broken heart Father I thank you for turning my mourning into joy I thank you for giving me a song to sing and putting a dance in my step. I thank you that the joy of the Lord has given me strength in this moment. Church, we've got to learn how to press in. We've got to learn how to praise. We've got to learn how to wear this garment that he has given us because it is a defense against everything that the enemy is going to throw your way to try to take your peace. It is your responsibility, and we're going to talk about this in future weeks, but it is your responsibility to hold on to your peace. So that when things start breaking down around you, you walk through it in peace, knowing that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not gonna fear any evil because God is with me. And somebody needs to hear that today, that God is with you right now as you're holding that peace in your hand. He's looking at you and he's going, I want you to know I'm with you in that peace. And some of you feel that you would be rejected by God because of the peace that you're holding. But God's not rejecting you. He's loving you and he's partnering with you and he's working with you to complete the picture. So that one day we get to the end of our life and we look back and now it all makes sense. We go, you know what? I'm thankful that God knew what he was doing because the thing that was the most painful thing in my life has turned into the most beautiful thing in my life. It's hard to sense that when you're going through a church. It really is, I understand. But I've also lived through enough things to look back and go, great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. He never left me, he never forced me. He was always there with me and now I can see the moments in my life that were the most painful have produced something wonderful in my life. They've given me a testimony, they've given me a song to sing, they've given me the strength to endure. And I've learned to focus and keep my eyes on Jesus knowing that he's the author and the finisher of my faith knowing that if he started something in me, he is faithful to bring it to completion. He's gonna bring it to completion. Keith, he'll bring it to completion. You just gotta trust him.